Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee. This is the Be Loud Glade, a series of experimental podcasts presenting views and opinions about the Irish contemporary poetry scene from the vantage points of both page and stage, that is, from publishing and performance. Each program also includes a contemporary poem set to specially composed music. In this edition, we hear first from myself, Roger Gregg the creator of the Be Loud Glade Literary Cabaret, followed by the poem The Cream Seldom Rises, voiced by Amelia Clark Stewart. Why combine music with poetry? Well, because culture is changing, and the styles and forms and locations of where and how poetry is presented is changing. The cultural theoretician Hans Thies Lehmann postulated something called the collapse of the Gutenberg galaxy. And by that he means that the printed word no longer is the sole and prime repository of cultural artifacts, and that this has affected all the arts and all our ways of self-understanding and our ways of holding a mirror to ourselves, and that's the collapse of the Gutenberg galaxy. There's evidence of this, clearly, in the fact that Bob Dylan has won the Nobel Prize for Literature, and Naturally, the subsequent debate and ruffled feathers in cultural quarters over, well, does that count as poetry or not? Uh, He sings it. That doesn't really count as poetry. Poetry has often been bound up with meter and rhythm and very often with rhyme, which in and of itself, in the chanting of it, in the recitation of it, is a kind of drumbeat, is a kind of rhythm. There are cultures around the world where still to this day poetry is inseparable from music. It's only in the last 120 years that poetry moved its position in culture. And this happened alongside the invention of the terms highbrow and lowbrow. That terminology didn't even exist before the 1880s, when the cultural pursuits of the different social classes began to bifurcate into a high and a low. And with that high culture came this whole sacralization that when people entered museums, they had to be hushed and reverent, not run around, treat it like a church. Uh, And indeed, one of the first things they did when they founded the Abbey was raise the admission price to prevent working class people from being able to go. Because when working class people went to the theater, they stomped their feet, they talked among themselves while the show was going on, they threw orange peels uh, during segments that they didn't like, and Yates and the other founders wanted none of this. They wanted high culture. If high culture was good enough for the UK, well then, by God, it was gonna, there was going to be high culture in Ireland, and that was what the Abbey was all about, making sacred the kind of cultural cream of Irish society. That, unfortunately, to an extent, happened in poetry as well. Poetry became the domain of academics, properly trained people, a kind of priesthood, an elite who understood it, who studied it, who had degrees in it, and poetry itself began to be written for other people who had similar qualifications. So it lost, to a great extent, not entirely, but to a great extent, its hold and power to entertain and engage the common person. An interesting thing to note is that even the term spoken word was invented to contrast it with poetry, because poetry had accrued to it so many negative elitist connotations. So spoken word was a new 
term invented to say, come and see this. This we call spoken word. And it's much more radical. It's much more participatory. The audiences hoot and holler. You know, you can, there can be alcohol present with the slam poetry that introduced something that was there at the beginning with the ancient Greeks, the competitive element, allowing the audience of the people they used to call the idios, where we get the word idiot. They got a say in what they thought was the best poem. Well, now, for several years, I've done these Be Loud Glade shows, which basically is putting poetry to music, performing them in either theaters or in pubs or nightclubs, getting actors to perform the poems in a cabaret setting, a literary cabaret, as indeed the early cabarets were about making literature accessible to the masses. That's the classic cabaret formula. Some poets have been very open to it and have come along and supported it, and others are reluctant to come along and endorse the whole endeavor because they're suspicious of it, I'll be frank. It reminds me of um, stand-up comedians, and stand-up comedians are notorious for being jealous of one another, and when a stand-up comedian is out on stage and getting laughs, you can see all the bitter and angry faces of the other stand-up comedians in the background who don't want to laugh for fear that they might give credit to a fellow stand-up comedian. So it's a truly great stand-up comedian who can make other stand-up comedians laugh. (laughs) I think it's very, very similar in the world of poetry. Simple cogs in a mindless machine who sell their souls and pimp their dreams. Mediocre joker, arse out for the poker, spineless minus henchmen, cowering cowardly yes men. <laughs> impotent sons of an impotent gun with their head shoved up their bum in a bureaucratic scrum. The cream seldom rises. It's mostly scum. How your head must roar to all those elegant and eloquent, completely irrelevant marble statues of dead white men of European extraction, crammed to compaction into your pounding head by a privileged fraction of other soon-to-be-dead white men of European extraction! Commemorating the Caucasian occasions, buying into that flimsy, whimsy dream of the cultural esteem. The snotty little rye, pooping in the potty atop their ivory towers. With letters after their names and editorial powers. The cream seldom rises, it's mostly scum. to venerate, who to denigrate, who to follow, what to swallow, circle jerking each other in the fourth of seedy sauna of the cultural elite. Let the haven of the craven suck up, suck a needy and greedy at the arse council's teeth. The cream seldom rises. It's mostly scum. <laughs> oh, God. That was the poem The Cream Seldom Rises, set to music composed and performed by Roger Gregg and voiced by Amelia Clark Stewart. If you're interested, there are many Be Loud Glade cabaret videos on YouTube. 
originally broadcast by RTE Lyric FM and funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, Roger Gregg's Be Loud Glade is a dead medium production with executive producer Gareth Stack. You lot aren't ready for bingo. <laughs> Just give me a second.